I'm Reverend Harry Bridge. And I'm Dr. Scott Mitchell, and this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. We're coming to you from the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. This is the Dharma Realm Podcast for January 8th, 2016, uh, in which we talk about ethics, a lot of D&D, and a little bit of Buddhism. So uh, today, we're back, first of all, and uh, recording some new episodes for the first time in almost a year, um, 10 months. And um, for some reason, you know, originally, I think we were going to talk about um, social ethics or social responsibility or social engagement. Yeah, yeah. um, But then D&D came up. Uh, for those so of you, we're going to talk about that instead. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, um, D&D is Dungeons & Dragons. Um, for, I mostly played AD&D. For those who don't know. I don't know. <laughs> These days, you never know what people are going to be aware of, right? Um, I mostly played AD&D, Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, <laughs> fancy. Yeah, but um, you know, I grew up when it was coming out, right? It kind of developed in the 70s. Uh, and by the time I was like fifth, sixth grade... Right, they had all these sets out and everything, and it was just the coolest thing. And I remember you could just go in a bookstore, and they'd have like a stand. Where with did all you their... grow up, or was the coolest thing? Huh? Where did to you? To me, the coolest <laughs> thing to me, not the coolest thing. I don't care what other people think. It was the coolest thing to me. As I want to go to there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you go in a bookstore, and they'd have like the cardboard stand with all the, yeah, the yeah, um, yeah. episodes. I forget what they're called. Um, missions or um, mm-hmm. scenarios. Do a little uh, little. Thanks, See, I didn't figures. go so much for the figures. Oh, my oh. brother did. He got a whole bunch of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was one aspect of it. Like, yeah, if you went to it, like, back then there were so many more, like, model stores mm-hmm. and train yeah. stores and stuff. And um, and so you had all the metal figures. And I never really went for that for some reason. For me, it was all in my head. Most things um, are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so why did this come up? <laughs> because. Bear with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're kind of thinking about ethics. Right, and it just kind of popped into my head the whole, um, I guess they call it the alignment system in um, Dungeons and Dragons. Because um, in D&D, you create characters, it's role-playing, right? It's, um, early RPG, right? I don't even know if they called them RPGs back then. Um, but the role-playing games, right? And so you mm-hmm. made a character and you had other, with your friends, hopefully, that was one of my problems. I only had like one or two friends, so we never played D&D right. I never really <laughs> played D&D right until college. <laughs> Which is really lame. But um, I think maybe we tried in high school, but um, it was hard to get enough people together to kind of do it right. But um, you made a character, mm-hmm. and then part of a character, beyond like the attributes of strength and maybe intelligence and magic power and that kind of thing, was your alignment. Uh, and, and it really is kind of like an interesting graph of ethical possibilities, mm-hmm. right? even though I didn't understand that at the time. Uh, and the ones that I remember were um, good, neutral, and evil is one kind of axis, right? And then lawful or chaotic or true, I guess. There's a kind of like true neutral. Well, there's, there's yeah. Well, the true neutral is the, the intersection of okay. good and evil and uh, lawful, lawful and, chaotic. and chaotic. Okay, okay. Um, so, so all these different possibilities. So you could have like, I remember there was a paladin, right? This kind of knight. Um, and so normally a paladin would be uh, lawful good, mm-hmm. right? But then uh, somebody, um, and, and they were like evil paladins too. So you could have this like lawful evil kind of warrior. 
Right. Right. But then you could also have someone who is maybe evil, but not like as a as a system, right? But um, more just kind of like selfish or whatever, or, or acting kind of randomly. So that'd be chaotic evil, right? Or you could have there the classic chaotic good. The example you found that I came up with independently <laughs> um, for chaotic good would be like Robin Hood, right? So that he's not um, maybe King Arthur might be more like kind of an idea of like a lawful good kind of person, right? Because he's the king, um, he's on God is on his side, and um, Right, he's doing everything for his country, so this kind of lawful good kind sure. of thing, right? But then chaotic good, Robin Hood, um, he doesn't stealing. care about the laws, right? It's nothing to do with law, yeah. but he's still good. He's trying to help people in need, right? Right, but he's um, going against the system, uh, so chaotic good. Well, the system is all messed up, so right. So then you can kind of look at <laughs> systems and everything. That's another level that I don't think D and D gets into. Uh, and then the neutral characters, right? And um, neither good, you know not worrying about trying to do good or evil. and uh, So like they're thief, thieves mm-hmm. in D&D too. You could be a thief, mm-hmm. right? So I think you could probably have like a, well, Robin Hood would be a chaotic good thief, right? You could have a um, chaotic evil thief, right? Someone who doesn't care about anyone and doesn't care who he hurts, but he's not doing things for the sake of evil. He's mm-hmm. doing it for himself, right? And then maybe chaotic uh, or a neutral thief would be someone that's, you know, not involved in that um, aspect of morality, right? I haven't thought about this stuff in a long time. It's, it's all fun. coming back. Like you opened yeah. the floodgates and right? it just all came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the question, w- interesting question, would be: um, Could you fit Buddhism or different v- Buddhist views into this D and D alignment system? And what would it come up as? Yes. And I think yes, and maybe, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> and no are the three possibilities. Yeah, Chaotic yeah. yes, no. Um, <laughs> Neutral no. <laughs> Neutral no. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's a that's that's a good question. And it, it see, when we had this idea, I had some ideas, and I'm not so sure. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, anything goes. D and D, come on. Um, one thing I thought of is if only I had my old books. Right, you had the Monster Manual, mm-hmm. but then the cool book was Deities and Demigods. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the Monster Manual was like a book, a separate book that had all these monsters in it and um, their attributes and their alignments and everything. Um, but the Deities and Demigods book was really interesting because they took um, gods and deities from um, classic mythological systems mm-hmm. uh, and uh, put them in there. And I was like, wow, maybe I wonder if like Buddha or Lao Tzu were in that. I don't think they were, but I, Buddhism was not on the radar for me when I was a kid. Right, right, right. So, so you know. might have overlooked it, yeah. Well, Cthulhu was. Well, only in the early ones, and then he got kicked, <laughs> taken what? out. So that's what, that's what I was going to talk about, because one issue with um, D&D was that they had orcs at the beginning uh-huh. when they first started, because it's totally Lord of the Rings. Sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah. Coming out of Lord of the Rings yeah, and yeah. The Hobbit and everything. So they had hobbits, uh-huh. they had orcs. Uh, and the Tolkien estate sued them, and they had to take out hobbits. Wow! So really? early on, they had hobbits, but they became halflings. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, they called them halflings. Um, I. Th- That's weird. I but like how would how would? But how, who who sued to get Cthulhu out? Did Cthulhu sue? <laughs> <laughs> you would think he'd sue to get in. <laughs> so my local library, when I was a kid, yeah. had the Cthulhu mythos things in it uh-huh. and then my copy didn't because mine was a little later yeah, yeah, yeah. right so the early so those must be worth a lot of money I'm sure but the, I um, wonder yeah, I mean because I'm sure it was the estate of H.P. Lovecraft or maybe it think? was um, his um, like August Derleth and the, um, the people who kind of came after who yeah um, but would they have held the, 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 the copyright was the, would be the question I mean yeah maybe I mean I don't 
I think they got. I taken think we out. might be getting a little bit far afield. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what happens when you take ten months off. <laughs> so anyway, um, wait, would Buddha sue to get Buddha out of there? Yeah. Well, there's no intellectual property there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Part of it begs the question, what is Buddhist ethics? And I don't mm-hmm. think we want to go that far. Oh, sure we do. Okay. Let's just answer that question <laughs> right here. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I think that there's some, probably just the system of karma would be the way to think about this. I mean, mm-hmm. I, the reason why I'm not so sure how to sort of bring these things together again is because I'm a little not sure. I, I'm going to just start making things up that I might not actually you know I'm advance some hypotheses that there might be some distinction that we could draw between the system of karma versus ethics mm. okay keep going <laughs> I'm waiting <laughs> well I mean it's just in the sense that, that perhaps we could think of karma the system of karma as being sort of um, a naturalistic mechanistic kind of law uh-huh. versus ethics which is sort of a um second order interpretation of that system mm. mm-hmm. but here is where i'm i'm really on 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 unfamiliar territory and not particularly firm ground and mm-hmm. i'm willing to be wrong but you know i i wonder if we sort of take a um one particular interpretation of karma as just being sort of the way the world works and then you sort of overlay on that the idea that certain actions have moral consequences to them mm-hmm. right um from that point of view, karma almost seems like a natural law that isn't, that's like true natural. Things just sort of happen. Mm-hmm. And then we come along and say, oh, well, those behaviors are good and bad. But isn't that what Indians did too? Like the time, you know, around the time of the Buddha. Buddha's not, yeah, yeah. Didn't, Buddha didn't invent the system, right? right? It seems to be kind of, kind of in the air, right? That that's yeah. Indian ethical worldview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's different interpretations. I hesitate right. to say just one law of karma. But the Buddhist law of karma would be good good deeds have good results, mm-hmm. bad or evil deeds have bad results. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's that's the question though. How do we determine what's good and bad? Yeah. And I know that there's somebody out there listening right now and saying, This is how you determine, because I'm sure somebody has some access to <laughs> some right. you know some authoritative source that says this is how you determine whether actions are good or bad. I mean, mm-hmm. what comes to mind, of course, is um, uh, some combination of intentionality and results, right? Good actions lead toward eventual awakening, bad actions lead toward harm and suffering. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I'm, there, I'm sure there are Buddhist texts where even Buddha talks about it, yeah. right? And um, I, I would think that harm would be part of the determination. Yeah. Right? That it seems like a lot of what's considered bad or evil in Buddhism is actions that cause harm to others mm-hmm. or even to oneself. Yeah. Right? So so that's already happening to me, like that he's claiming it's a natural law, but he's revealing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And saying that oh, see, this yeah, is yeah. The, the classic, you know, that this is the way it works when you do harmful things or evil things, that it brings harm back to you, you'll, there will be these um, negative results, and sometimes it's put cosmologically in terms of mm-hmm. being reborn in hell or um, hungry ghost realm or whatever, um, and that the whole system of, of reincarnation actually is um, 
could be viewed as kind of a manifestation of the ethical system, mm-hmm. right? So, but what about intentionality? Right, and intention's a big part of it, right? So it seems like um, often in texts they talk about how, um, right, the intention is actually the, the main determining factor right. more than the deed itself. Yeah. So doing a quote-unquote good act with wrong intention will bring more harm than good to oneself. Yeah. Um, but there's no judge necessarily judging all these sure. things until later in China, right, with the kings of hell and, and that kind of thing. So, so, it's, so that's one danger in talking about this, or, or um, caution is to not overgeneralize, because the yeah. Buddhist tradition has had a lot of different um, interpretations of this. Well, um, that maybe but might be the place where we can bring this back to D&D. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> I was looking for a way. <laughs> the, the question of intentionality, because that I think that's sort of what's going on here. Like, the um, Robin Hood is choosing to break the law mm-hmm. in order to do good, mm. right? So there's a certain intentionality there. Mm. Uh, an evil tyrant is choosing to follow the letter of the law in order to advance some personal um, uh, gain. That's why he's evil, um, but lawful, lawful evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So perhaps there's, that's, that's how we can sort of bring them together. Mm. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh, that's really interesting, huh? So that the, um, it could be intentionality, huh? And just the whole, I didn't even really think of the term lawful until you said, are you following the law or not? Yeah. It's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but um, it's, it's right there in the name of the thing, that lawful right. good. <laughs> But there also seems to be kind of an ethical stance there too. Of it's not only I, the reason I bring it up is because it's not only laws. Like it doesn't I think only have to be the law of the land, right? But that it's also kind of like a um, kind of like buying into this belief system of there's good. Yeah. Right? Well, I, I mean, well, I mean, so those are kind of, kind of lots of different things, right? I mean, yes, it's not just the law of the land, but also senses of honor or mm-hmm. um, relationality and all those kinds of things. The sense mm-hmm. of the good. To my mind, though, that there, there's sort of layers there, like merely having a sense of honor or a sense of um, uh, respect for one's ancestors or for one's community or whatever, you know, however you want to phrase that, um, doesn't necessarily mean that you're an ethical person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. seems like a, it's like a related question, but it's somewhat different. Right, I mean, right, but that's the here, neat thing about a, the system. A tyrant can be following, can be very, very lawful, but also you're like, well, I'm, I'm going to question your ethics, I'm going to question your morals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or maybe not. Maybe and maybe those are two different terms. Maybe right, you know, you can be an because, ethical well, person, but not evil. a moral person. Right, right, right. Uh, mm. See, this is this is why I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe we should talk about something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. Um, there seems to be also be like a um, like lawful evil doesn't necessarily mean that you're following the laws. I mean, I would think that um, a, a tyrant would be one example, but then there's also demons in D and D too, right? It's fantasy, mm-hmm. right? And yet, um, where um, evil is the point and evil is the the law, the um, well, not the law, but the the motivation. Well, there's intentionality. The um, uh, I can't well, think of the word. Well, again, I, mean, I think if you think about lawful, if you think of lawfulness in this context, perhaps, in, you know, 
your sense of honor and your sense of obligation to a particular um, group or a particular clan, that group or clan might be a clan of demons and therefore necessarily evil. Mm-hmm. And so you're being lawful in the sense that you're being honorable toward, you know, horrible things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I this this is this is fascinating, and I can already see like 14 new episodes just based on <laughs> just D and D the D and D years on applying this to very you know <laughs> they did two years of episodes only related to D and D. Eventually, it was just us playing D and D and you listening it. to us. <laughs> but I mean, like, I seem to remember deities, and because maybe deities and demigods was a one of the things that really kind of caught me, maybe that started my whole religious um, religious aspect of me or, or caught into that, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was like, it wasn't just people, right? It was like, I think Beelzebub was one of the figures in the Deities and Demigods book, right? They had all these different, I learned about different levels of hell and stuff from that book, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, what, yeah, Satan, what is Satan's alignment? Mm-hmm. It would seem lawful evil. Evil yeah, is yeah, yeah. the just the whole reason for being right and that that's what i'm doing right and it's like for the sake of spreading evil throughout the world whereas right, a right, right. chaotic evil would be less like this principle of evil right and more um well, it, and i'm you know i'm i'm reading a lot of quickly things on the internet so but it seems like it seems to me that chaotic from... evil is uh, people who are just driven by self-interest so part mm-hmm. of the issue of the chaos there is that you have a disregard for other people's concerns and so you lie cheat steal and kill people in order to advance your own personal agenda whereas you know lawful evil is in service of this larger purpose mm. okay okay yeah 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 that purpose being evil evil <laughs> 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 Which now makes me question everything I said about karma. And so, uh, you know. well, so that's okay. So, <laughs> I guess we should maybe reel it in a little bit or, or bring it back around to Buddhism. Um, that brings up the whole question: What is good and evil in this system? Uh, yeah, right, right. And I think I'm willing to bet it's coming from a kind of Western um, Judeo-Christian kind of background. Yeah, sure, sure. With, right? and I mean, with and, yeah. Lord of the Rings being a big. Yeah basis for it. Well, there's necessarily a sort of dichotomy and right. juxtaposition between an absolute moral good and an absolute moral evil. And right. maybe that's why it's sort of like, ah, I'm not so sure if this totally fit. I mean, in some ways it does, right? I think intentionality is a good mm-hmm. inroad there, but mm-hmm. also I'm not so sure if we can say that there's an absolute good and an absolute evil in Buddhism, even, right. even if you um, sort of take the dichotomy between Nirvana and Samsara, I don't, I don't know if they're problematized in that way. I mean... Right, so... So, so that's one of the interesting things, and I think I've talked about um, Spiro before, um, Melford Spiro or Spiro. I call him Spiro, but maybe it's Spiro. Uh, he was an anthropologist, right, who wrote um, about uh, the, the book that I had was Buddhism and Society, a Great Tradition and its Burmese Vicissitudes. Ooh. I just gave the title because I wanted to say vicissitude. <laughs> um, and he, comes, he kind of breaks the system down into, uh, he calls it chromatic and nibbonic Buddhisms and kind of posits two kinds of Buddhism. He had made two or three actually, but these are the two main ones. Uh, and kamma is the Pali word for karma, right? And so one is, um, you could maybe call it samsaric or a karmic kind of Buddhism where you're playing the samsara game, mm-hmm. right? With a recognition that the upper realms, uh, heaven and um, asuras and um, humans are the good, quote-unquote, good realms. And then the animals, hungry ghosts, and hell are considered bad or evil realms, right? And so 
um, Dhammapada says, do good, refrain from evil. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. like one basic kind of Buddhist ethics. But those good and evils, I think, are different than the yeah, good and evil yeah, yeah. in the D&D system. Right. Right, and different than Christian ideas, maybe Judeo-Christian ideas yeah. of good. And, and that's evil. something else I think would be a whole other conversation, right? Like, what do we mean by good and evil in, yeah. in different forms of Buddhism yeah. um, or in, in general? But to me, whenever I see good and evil in Buddhism, it seems much less absolutist mm-hmm. than it does in Western mythology and uh, Judeo-Christian traditions, where it's particularly, well, some Christian traditions, where it's this absolute pure evil, right? That's like... Mm-hmm. There's no redeeming that, which I think is probably like the central, the central sort of mythos in our culture, right? Like, is there a redeeming aspect in this thing that's absolute evil, or is it just you know beyond all redemption, right? And even that phrase, redemption, is 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 deeply steeped in the tradition, uh, Christian tradition, and I that that harsh dichotomy I just don't see as harsh in the Buddhist tradition, where even you know, there's like complex nuances within quote unquote evil people. And, you know, there's moral ambiguity within good people and, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. so that might be the, the, the point at which these two systems diverge. Right. Right. And then the other aspect to me is the Nibbanic side. Mm -hmm. So Nibbana is a poly word for Nirvana. Uh, And so that's transcending the karma system, Mm -hmm. transcending samsara. Right, getting out of that and attaining nirvana, right? Um, becoming an arhat or a Buddha or whatever. Yeah. So that's different too, to me. And that the, the um, there's schools of thought I think in Buddhist ethics where doing good and refraining from evil that doesn't lead to nirvana. That just is back and forth, up and down, around in the wheel. Right. <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. And that in order to attain nirvana requires a break with that mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. So that totally kind of transcends the alignment system to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, or could it be the chaos side? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anywhere, maybe it would be the um, true neutral. Mm-hmm. But not even that. Like not, neither neutral nor not neutral. Oh right. right neither right. neutral and ne- not neutral, or not neutral and not 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 neutral, or whatever. Right. The tetralemma. I think you could apply the tetralemma to the alignment system too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, of going beyond the strictures of the system. Right. Right? Oh, yeah, see, here it says the Druids had to be neutral, neutral, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Although views on Druids have changed. <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm, I'm totally just goofing. I'm not <laughs> making an argument there. <laughs> I, I, skimming this, it just it, it implies that there's still some action and some, uh, anyway, whatever. <laughs> Once again, we're recording an episode where we're sure to like infuriate both like hardcore Buddhist geeks and hardcore nerds. Hardcore and druids. They're, all, they're like, totally, they're all going to come after us. <laughs> so, so anyway, the, um, that to me is a key element of the Buddhist ethics is the... Um, Transcending good and evil. Yeah. Yeah. And has some weird readings, the whole intersub, was it intersubjectivity or something? I forget what it was. Um, the guy who was writing about Tendai and how... Um, the guy? Yeah, the guy was like, um, oh, I haven't looked at that book in a few years. We talked about it before. You'll have to listen back to an old episode. But, um, you know, this idea of this kind of system, be the, the ten, um, ten realms all interpenetrate each other. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It, Oh, who was that? Um, yeah, we go. It's, it, you know, it's really kind of a... Um, almost a, like a potentially dangerous system. Like, I mm-hmm. think you can easily read some... Um, uh, 
licensed evil stuff into it. Was, was this like, the one that was based on the uh, the Avatar Sika Sutra? Mm, I think it's more Tendai. I think it was more um, Jiri and 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 stuff coming out of the. Yeah, you know, there's Avatamsaka in there, yeah. I'm sure, but but not like strictly on the Avatamsaka. Right. Yeah, um, Ichinen Sanzen, the three thousand um, things in a single thought moment, mm-hmm. and how there's there's no distinction actually. That you can't have. There's no good at the expense of evil. It's all Buddha reality, <laughs> right? And so, a, a kind of like sometimes it seems like a kind of. Um, antinomian kind mm-hmm. of thing of where you could uh, legitimize evil deeds in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, Right? Um, I don't want to go there. I don't think that's the, the way to go. Um, but I think that's one of the kind of pitfalls of Buddhist ethics, Mahayana Buddhist ethics anyway, mm-hmm. of this kind of acknowledgement that, you know, yeah, all the realms exist now. So even if I'm in hell realm or doing bad mm-hmm evil deeds as long as I'm like thinking about thusness oh so maybe we could like actually like divide up the Buddhist tradition and be like Mahayana ethics are like oh yeah chaotic, chaotic good. neutral <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it's a sign the lights just came back out other traditions are more like lawful good <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Uh, uh, yeah anyway <laughs> yeah, no that's really interesting yeah um, so we'll have that by next time <laughs> We'll have it all worked out. We'll have a whole Wikipedia page about it. <laughs> We're gonna come out with um, Buddhist D and D. Ooh, that's awesome! That's that's totally the new project for the new year. That's what we're doing. Um, so I think we'll come. Th- this ethical issue is is really interesting, but also really confusing and subtle. Um, it's not as easy as just good and evil. Hence my uh, kind of disappointment with the whole. Dare I bring it up? The whole Star Wars system. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this episode on uh, the day uh, the day after Star Wars' official release. So. And I wasn't going to bring it up, man. Yeah, you, I know. You were you good. You brought were good. it up. You cranky um. old man. <laughs> <laughs> but the kind of... Um, I just find a real kind of ethical ambiguity sometimes in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, that you and, don't see in Star Wars? Yeah, well... Yeah, it's just like come to the dark side. Or, well, I mean, um, the the mythos of the Star Wars is, is trading off of is that one that I was just talking about. The question of uh, an absolute evil is it beyond redemption? I mean, that's the story of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoiler alert: We're talking about D and D and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, is where does Grumpy Cat fall on that? <laughs> grumpy evil, <laughs> and we're done. Chaotic grumpy. <laughs> No, lawful grumpy. I think. I, yeah, I think I think Grumpy Cap is definitely you know he's definitely committed to right. a particular exactly. ethos and a particular community. Right. And then Lil Bub would be lawful good. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. I had to work cats into it too. D and D, Star Wars, and cats with some Buddhism sprinkled I think, in there. I think that should be just the title of the episode of every episode we record this year. <laughs> that will be it. Part one, yeah. two, three, four. <laughs>